From Gimlet, this is Reply All. I'm PJ Vogt. And this week, we're doing a segment we call Super Tech Support. Super Tech Support happens when someone is having a problem with their internet, and we try to fix it for them. Today, we are super tech supporting a woman named Jade Davis. She's an academic who I follow online. Usually, she posts about stuff like the ethical questions raised by self-driving cars, or the importance of carefully understanding all the legal agreements that you agree to whenever you're updating your iTunes or whatever. That's actually a huge pet peeve of hers, terms of service agreements. But the other night, I saw her tweet something very different. She was saying that her dog had been kidnapped by the internet. How could this be possible? How could the internet steal somebody's dog? I messaged Jade and I asked her if we could talk on the phone just to find out how this could have possibly happened. And what emerged was a much larger story about how hopelessly impossible it can be for people to communicate, particularly when they're using the internet, the tool that is, in theory, supposed to help with communication. So the story starts with Jade's pug, Schneider. I've seen pictures of him. He's 11 years old, but he still sort of looks like a puppy. He's small and gray and cute. And Jade, of course, loves him. She says that he's more emotionally complex than your typical pug. The first time I had to leave him out for an extended period of time, I gave him extra dog treats because I felt so guilty about leaving him alone. And when I came home, he hadn't eaten any of the dog treats. And he came out of his kennel with a dog treat and gave it to me. Schneider can even be mildly psychic. When Jade and Justin got married and started having kids... Schneider seemed to know that Jade was pregnant before either of them did. He'd crawl up on top of her and lie on her stomach. Jade's had Schneider since he was a puppy. He was there before she had kids, back when her husband was just her boyfriend. She always thought she'd have him until he died. The events that led to Schneider's pug napping started this past summer. Jade had just moved from North Carolina to New Jersey with her family. So, backstory, I've had one of the worst summers of my life. <laughs> what happened? Um. So... Shortly after we got here, I'm estranged from my father, but he died. And then we were trying to get somebody to get his dentures to my grandmother. And there was another child from like a one night stand and there was a fight over his body and then a fight over the dentures. So Jade is fighting with this woman who she doesn't really know over her dead dad's dentures. And at the same time, her maternal grandparents both have terminal illnesses. Her grandmother has end-stage liver failure. Her grandfather has end-stage heart failure. And because their kids are sick and Jade's the oldest grandchild, it's her responsibility to really help take care of them. And then on top of all that, she and her husband and their two kids have just done this big move for a new job, which is good, but the job doesn't cover relocation expenses. So in the summer where everything's going wrong, they're also broke. And if that's not enough, there's this problem with Schneider. The folds in Schneider's face often get itchy, and he'll scratch his face by rubbing it against things. But then, one day Schneider's scratching and somehow catches a piece of his eye and cuts into it a little bit. The cut turns into an ulcer, and the ulcer bursts. It's scary. Jade calls a vet, and the vet says, no, 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 get your dog to an animal hospital. And we took him to the animal hospital. They said, no, his eye has to be removed, and it's going to cost $5,000. And we just relocated, and it was an out-of-pocket relocation, so we didn't have the $5,000. So I, it was like, it was literally, my husband got home at 1 a.m. in the morning because this happened in the middle of the night. 
And I had him ask them what would happen if we didn't take care of it. And they said it can get infected and he can die. The hospital said that Schneider's injury was getting more dangerous by the hour. So we were running on a very short clock to figure out what our options were to take care of it. And we were also trying to get a second opinion as fast as we could. We had called like five vets and nobody could see him for a couple of days. And it was like, okay. In the midst of all of this, I'm, I'm one of those people that likes to have multiple plans just in case, like planning out the worst case scenario so it's not too stressful or shocking. Yeah. So I said maybe we should look into a rescue. I know that there are some rescues that can help find you affordable services or have agreements with vets that can help. And the absolute, oh my gosh, I don't want this to happen, but I also don't want him to die, is we might have to surrender him to a rescue. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. With Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot, you can upgrade your home with up to $2,400 off select kitchen packages from top brands like Maytag. Enhance your kitchen with the exclusive Maytag French door refrigerator and fingerprint-resistant stainless steel only at the Home Depot. And with dual power filtration on the Maytag Tall Tub dishwasher, you can skip soaking and scrubbing. Right now, get Memorial Day savings up to $2,400 off select kitchen packages at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Pricing valid May 16th through June 5th. U.S. only. See store online for details. A thing that I didn't know about dog rescues is they don't just automatically take your dog. You actually have to apply. There's a form you have to fill out, and you send in a bunch of information, and only then do you find out if your dog is eligible to be surrendered. So on the advice of her friends, Jade and Justin applied to a dog shelter called Curly Tail Pug Rescue. They haven't decided to surrender their dog. It's more like they're applying to college to make sure that they could get in if they wanted to. Justin fills out the forms. It was such a small thing for my husband to put his name down. And it didn't even ask for two names. It didn't ask if there's anybody else who might own the dog. It's just, you agreed to just relinquish this dog. So if one person decides to, like, if they think they're in a position where they need to surrender a dog and there's somebody else involved, if they would just ask, are you really okay with this thing? He can look over that. That would be amazing. The irony of this is that Jade has literally stood in front of a classroom full of students and told them to be very careful about anything that they sign online. You know, we do a social media thing. They sign a contract with me saying, I understand that by participating in this class, I'm entering a legal agreement with these companies, which is why I know for sure, had I seen that surrender form, my name would not have been on it. And I think, I think it's absolutely crazy that you can give away a dog on the internet with somebody you'd never meet just because you wrote your name on a, on a sheet of paper. That seems insane. Because it's Justin filling out the form and not Jade, he's not thinking too much about what he's possibly agreeing to. Instead, he focuses on this one question that the form asks. There is a, a thing that says, why are you giving up this dog? And then there's two asterisks, and it says, please answer honestly and openly as we need this information so we can place this dog in the perfect loving adoptive family. My husband, bless him, he is... I always tell him he's too open with his emotions. (laughs) Justin writes about how bad things are for the family in that moment. 
He says he's worried about his kids. He tells them it's not even just Schneider. Their other dog, Napoleon, has cancer, and his health has been worsening. And Justin writes that he's worried about how their kids would react if both of their dogs died. Somebody from the shelter immediately emails back, asking for pictures of Schneider. So Justin texts them pictures, and the shelter emails asking if Justin could meet a shelter volunteer at a Cracker Barrel an hour and a half away. And somehow, very suddenly, Jade and Justin's backup plan has become their actual plan. 1 a.m. Saturday morning, they'd been at the hospital, and now it's Sunday afternoon, and they're packing Schneider up into the car with his toys and his towels, and it's only then that Jade realizes, oh, we're really doing this. We're surrendering our pug. But then they're at the Cracker Barrel, and they're giving him over to a different rescue that the first rescue had recommended, because this different rescue has a really good eye specialist they know, and they hand their dog to this woman named Kathy, and it's done. Schneider's gone. Two days later, Justin sends an email asking how Schneider's doing. And they get back really great news. They said, Justin, I took him to the eye specialist yesterday and the eye is getting better every day. There is no need for the eye to be removed. I just have to keep putting eye drops every day for the rest of his life. He is a very sweet and loving pug. He was such a good boy during the eye exam, then to my vet to get rabies and heartworm tests, which is negative. Which is amazing. Because they can't afford a $5,000 eye surgery for their pug, but they can definitely afford eye drops for their pug. And it's only been a few days. So as long as the shelter doesn't mind giving their dog back, Schneider can come back home. My husband wrote back, I hate to be like this, but if that's the case, is there any way we can get him back? We weren't in a position to pay for a surgery, which the vet assured us needed to be done, but we certainly can manage to give him eye drops every day. Please. He's been a part of our family for 10 years, and giving him up was the hardest thing to ever think of doing. Please let me know. I'm sorry. And how'd they respond to that? Justin, I'm sorry. I know it was a very hard decision for you to make, but he had a meet and greet on Sunday and is going to his forever home tonight. He will be with another dog and a mom and a dad. He's going to a great home. Take care. My husband wrote back, we're a great home. He's our family. We gave him up to to save, to try to save his life, but it turns out we just went to the wrong vet in an emergency. We're losing a member of our family because we got told the wrong thing by the vet. Why can't we fix this? Part of the reason Justin's so adamant about trying to get Schneider back is because of his kids. One of their sons is eight and struggles with clinical depression. When he gets upset, it's hard for him to communicate with people, and so he'll rely on Schneider. He will just be in a ball bawling, and he won't want me around, he won't want my husband around, he won't want his brother around, but he will ask for the dogs. And so I was worried about how he was going to react to all of this. I I was sort of panicking. I called the woman to try to explain the situation, and she hung up on me. Lots of emails fly back and forth. And pretty soon the shelter writes to tell Justin and Jade to stop calling and to stop emailing. They're done communicating. Justin writes back. He says, please just don't give our dog away yet. Let us at least see if we have legal options first. And then they get this other email. It's an angry one. It's from a man who says that he's a lawyer, but that he's not officially representing either of the two shelters. He does say he knows them. The lawyer writes to tell them that they have no legal right to Schneider, the dog that for 11 years they've thought of as theirs. There's lots of all caps. Animals are property by law, and you transferred ownership plain and simple. Once again, all and all is in all caps. The personal problems you outlined while sounding, while, while sounding quite overwhelming are of no bearing on this particular matter. The lawyer then writes out how this is all supposed to work in a tone that, to Jade, feels pretty condescending. 
How about this example? You had a $20 gold piece or a dog that you donated to a charitable organization thinking it was worth $20 or would cost a lot of money to take care of. But after you donated it, parentheses surrendered it, when appraised by the organization, in parentheses taken to a vet and examined, it was found to be very rare and actually worth thousands, in parentheses, or would have only cost you very little to care for. Now, just because you were mistaken as to the actual value, in parentheses, or cost to you of the donation, surrender, and this is in all caps, it does not mean you get it back. No one coerced you or tricked you. Justin, on his own, sought out a rescue organization and knew what it meant to surrender the animal. See the logic and the lack of legal claim? I doubt it, but that's the way this plays out. It's sad that you now regret your, or perhaps just Justin's, hasty decision, but you still have no legal basis for recovery. Since I'm sure you still disagree, sue for return, but don't be surprised by a negative outcome. How'd you feel when you got that? I was angry. (laughs) Did you see a difference between your dog and a coin? Yes, and I think most people do. Like, It's sort of like... Comparing a dog to a coin? Yes. So, so let, let's 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 use another example of this. Like, so it's property. So you have a dog and a bracelet. Say it's a paper bracelet. It's a really nice bracelet, though. If I light the bracelet on fire, it's okay. But if I light the dog on fire, that's illegal. They're not the same thing. What do you think is going on here? Like, it can't be that Cruella Deville runs the pug rescue. Like, you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> What? I, I, I mean, that's a lovely thought, but at this point, I wouldn't be surprised. If the shelter looks like Cruella DeVille, it's because that's the story that their paper trail is telling. Jade and Justin have said one thing over and over. We asked you for help, but it turns out we don't need it. Please give us back our dog. And in return, they've heard a litany of contradictory things, none of them particularly reassuring. Your dog is in peril. Your dog is fine. Your dog can't be given back. Your dog is a coin. Your dog is property, but it's not your property. Stop calling us. Jade talks to a lawyer who tells her that she can't afford legal help. And Jade knows there's nothing left to say to the people at the shelter. So the only thing she can do is try to adjust to this new reality where the Internet's taken her dog. And she can go online and post about it. She says she's managing okay. She lost it once when her son, who likes to play with this app called Auto Rap that lets you make auto-tuned rap songs... He made this song about how he and Jade still miss Schneider. Well, well, what is wrong with Shaw? Because mommy misses Schneider, and I love you, know you shall. <laughs> He's saying, Mommy misses Schneider, and I shall miss you. Well, well, what is wrong with Shaw? Because mommy misses Schneider, and I love you, know you shall. <laughs> At this point, I felt really frustrated. And so I went to the person who I go to when I'm frustrated Alex Goldman. So you want to go get these guys? I want to find out what's going on. I want to find out that they're just well-meaning people. That who, are, made, who did something bad. Who, like, didn't handle something sensitively. Yeah, but I if also, if they're, like, a shady, like, you know, puppy store or whatever, like, I'd like to know that, too. And it, if it's solvable, I want it solved. This is a lot harder than just telling people to restart their computers. Oh, I know. That's uh, why I want to hand it off to you. Uh, How do you feel about it? Well, you want to hand this off to me, I think, not because this is harder than restarting their computers, but because you know that, like, 
my sense of fairness, like my sense that the world should be fair is like miscalibrated to the point where like I'm furious whenever something doesn't happen exactly the way it's supposed to. Yeah. And you're also just very good at like there was a point where you were sending your rent to an escrow account for like seven months because you're in a dispute with your landlord. I am persistent. I just mean you have a sense of like I have a sense of outrage, but I also have a very short attention span. So I'm like, this won't stand. I forgot about it. But like you will chase it to the end of the earth. Okay. Well, let's get to work. After the break, I step in and try and untangle this mess. This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddleboards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Welcome back to the show. So, once PJ put me on the case of Jade's missing pug, I dug in. And the first thing I did is just to confirm that these two dog rescues that Jade had made contact with were legit, and not some fly-by-night, pug-napping dog resale outlets. And they're both real rescues. I saw the tax documents. Next, I tried calling Kathy, the woman who Jade and Justin had surrendered their dog to. She runs a rescue called the Pugs Unlimited Give Shelter. I was hoping she could help me understand what was going on. I left Kathy a bunch of messages, sent her a ton of emails, but she was a total brick wall. No response. And I couldn't figure out why she would stonewall. So my last step was to try and reach out to the original pug rescue that Jane and Justin contacted, the one whose surrender form they'd filled out. It's called Curly Tail Pug Rescue. The shelter's intake coordinator sent me some terse and annoyed emails. She just seemed exhausted by this entire line of discussion. At one point, she told me I was beating a dead horse. I went back into the studio and read PJ some of the emails from the shelter folks. They're saying, like, look, you made a deal. You signed an agreement. Those are the rules. And we can't break them for anybody. I hate when people say those are the rules because it's like, we'll change the rules. Like, you made the rules. I felt like I was swimming in circles. But remember, I'm nothing if not persistent. And finally, after weeks of emailing, I was able to reach someone who could actually answer some questions for me. Hello? Hi, is this Drea? Yes, speaking. This is Alex Goldman. How are you? Oh, good. How are you doing? This is Drea Peters, the director of Curly Tail Pug Rescue, the rescue whose surrender form Justin filled out. And right away, I just wanted to know if Drea empathized with Jaden Justin. They obviously really love this dog. This was obviously a very difficult thing for them to surrender the dog. Um, I mean, do you feel that from Jaden Justin, who had to give the dog up? 
listen, it's, we can tell, usually a rescue group can tell someone who truly cares about their animal that's going through a heartbreaking decision and people who are real flippant about their animal surrender. And, and that's not the case with Shiner's family. They definitely had a difficult time with this and they're going through a lot. However, um, in the, unfortunately, when people allow their emotions to take control, it's very hard for healthy and constructive communication to continue because there are a lot of crazy people out there. And rescues all operate on a shoestring. And so Kathy, I guarantee she's one of the sweetest women, would just be willing to protect her organization, who really none of us have some big financial backing. We rely on the support from our donors to keep going. So if there is someone that was maybe argumentative or threatening various things, which I know was happening in this case, you basically have to cut them off. There's no point in engaging or continuing communication. It can only hurt the rescue. And there it is. Remember when Jade's husband, Justin, wrote that thing in his email, asking Kathy not to put the dog in a permanent home until they could explore legal options? Those words, legal options, were all it took. Kathy completely shut down. And here's why. Drea told me about a case that happened last year in Long Island. A pug was found wandering, dehydrated and emaciated, and it was taken in by Drea's rescue. And then Drea heard from a woman named Patty, and she was angry. Patty Armine of Holbrook is battling for Bubba, her 16-year-old pug, who she says got out of her backyard and was turned over to a pug rescue group. I love my pug and I want him back. But the group Curly Tail Pug Rescue is accusing Armine of neglecting Bubba. They accuse me of not feeding my dog. They accuse me of starving my dog. These people are cuckoo. You can hear how upset this woman Patty is. But Drea says that in trying to save the dog's life and do it by the book, they got pulled into this confusing morass. We had absolutely no proof or documentation provided that this even was the owner. Right. The picture of the animal that was sent to us from the owner looked nothing like the animal in our care, and it became an excruciating legal case and a major drain on my organization that almost put us out of business. In the end, Drea's organization was cleared of any wrongdoing. The dog was placed in a good home. But the experience took a huge toll. Their rescue, as well as their fundraising, ground to a halt. One of their volunteers was even arrested for a minute. To Drea, the whole thing was a total nightmare. She says this is what Kathy must have had on her mind when she read the words legal options in Justin's email. And that's why, when Schneider's condition worsened, she didn't get in touch with Justin and Jade. His eye treatment didn't work, which is what we were all afraid of. And he did need to have his eye enucleated. Enucleated means removed. Schneider did have to have his eye taken out. So the original treatment and plan of action did come to pass even despite our best efforts. So at this point, he's a happy, healthy, albeit one-eyed dog, but there's no difference between him and any other dog at this point. But a lot of the confusion comes from an initial email that Kathy sent, which just said, Schneider just needs eye drops for the, the rest of his life. Honestly, like, I probably wouldn't have even had that conversation because it gets people's hopes up in a highly emotionally charged situation. Right. But, but, I usually wait to have more finite information and then communicate any change if there is any. At this point in the conversation, I started to see this whole thing differently. And I put myself in Kathy's shoes. I'm not the person who negotiated the dog's surrender. My friend did that. I just got this adorable dog with an injured eye that could kill it. 
and I want to save its life. And then I realized that it won't need surgery. So why wouldn't I want to share that good news? You know, Kathy, I know, is 100% well-intending. Right. But that's usually what gets us in trouble as rescuers. We're like, oh, we think I'm delivering you good news. He doesn't need this horrible surgery. But unfortunately, that's what ends up biting us, is thinking we're being helpful, and and you just don't know. It's a wild card. You don't know who you're dealing with on the other side of the line, really. Even if I, let's say one of my volunteers made that mistake and communicated prematurely, even if that happened, if Jade had communicated appropriately, I don't believe it would have escalated quite so severely. Okay, so yeah, this all escalated pretty severely. Kathy actually kept Schneider back from the family he'd been placed with because of this threat of legal action. But this is the point where I started to get hopeful about this whole mess, because I could see how it could all get fixed. I knew where the communication had broken down, I'd reestablished contact, and now Schneider was healthy again. And he would obviously be happier back with Jade and Justin. So, couldn't he just go back home? Yeah, I could, I could easily answer this. Okay. Absolutely not. And his happiness is not the only thing at stake here. And I get what you're saying. Of course he'd be happier with his family than being rehomed. Right. I mean, that's not a question. But at the end of the day, we are rescue people. We're rescue organizations. We are not charities for people. We're charities for animals. And here's the thing, says Drea. Pugs are a totally unique problem. They have been bred over generations to have huge eyes, tiny tails, little legs, all of which make them much cuter to people, but it gives them a host of medical issues. Trouble breathing, knee problems, eye ulcers. Their bodies are constantly threatening to break down. And oftentimes the owners are unprepared to take care of these issues when they arise. So when Drea and Kathy receive these dogs, it's kind of like getting soldiers off the battlefield. They need to be stabilized. And the rescues are so focused on that one job that they simply cannot engage all of the personal circumstances of the families who are surrendering the dogs. And if you give one animal back because you think the dog's going to be happier with his owners who couldn't pay for medical care, how do you decide I'm going to do it for this case but not the other? To me, Jade and Justin seem like great owners. But when Drea looks at the surrender form that Justin signed, the form where he poured his heart out, she sees a home that looks too chaotic to take good care of this dog. Even though they had trying times, Schneider's family didn't talk about finding alternatives. They didn't get the second opinion. And even though their child has clinical depression and is very attached to their dog, they did not try to find every possible alternative to surrender. I talked to Drea for an hour. I made several arguments for why Schneider should come home, but I wasn't able to convince her. It seemed clear that Schneider is not going home to Jade and Justin. But Drea really did strike me as a good, caring person. She cares about this dog and their family, and she feels for Jade. And she extended an olive branch. Well, and listen, especially as a rescue person, and I mean as sincerely as I did from the get-go, if there is a way that I can somehow provide peace to an owner, I'd be happy to even act as a potential go-between to send her an update and pictures and things, anything, because I know that she has gone through some horrific, extenuating details um, in her personal life, and if there's anything that I can do to help, I totally would. I was never able to get Kathy on the phone but I did get a glimpse of how she felt about this whole thing. 
At one point, she accidentally CC'd me on an email that she meant to send to Drea. In it, she thanked Drea for all the help with Schneider, and then she goes on to say, all we want is what's best for him, and I get angina. Hello? Hi, Jade. Yes. So a few days later, I called Jade to give her the news about Schneider. I wasn't looking forward to telling her that we couldn't get her dog back, and that contrary to what she believed, he wasn't with a family, he was with Kathy, and he'd had his eye removed. In fact, like, the eye drops didn't work, and he did end up needing the surgery. Okay. Which is much different than the email. Exactly. And so they sent that email, and basically from their perspective, what happened was, like, they sent the email, um, and she's, like, she she's just, like, a, she's, like, a, she's one person who I think is kind of, when when your husband emailed back and just said, like, you know, just so you, like, please don't give the dog away. We want to solve this first. Like, we want to look into our legal options. She got terrified that she was going to get sued and basically just, like, went to ground totally out of fear, I think. Okay. I mean, I if the lines of communication had been open and she had said, I've misinformed you and, like said, here's the information for the doctor or anything, it would have avoided a lot of this. So, I mean, I do understand being scared, and I think he needed the surgery, so he was in a position where he wouldn't been able to, we wouldn't have been able to do anything. So he was where he needed to be. But the emotional turmoil on both ends seems like it was unnecessary. Yeah. To just disregard that, the human is experiencing an emotional loss. Seems a little bit crazy. Of course it does. Particularly if you are that human experiencing that emotional loss. I try to explain Dre and Kathy's worldview to Jade. How, to them, the entire point of what they're doing is only for the dog's benefit. That saving those dogs is the mission that Dre and Kathy have taken on. And it's a really difficult mission. And Jade completely understood that. She just also completely disagreed with it. She thinks the whole reason that people care about pugs is because of human feelings. It's totally this weird imaginary relationship of mutual love that just sort of takes over a part of your life. It's sort of magical. Yeah, it's just weird. I feel like you guys are so close in how you see this and also so far away. Look, I think humans are horrible in many ways. Like, I I truly do. That's the truth. I do. But I'm not completely hopeless. And I feel like the stance that they're taking is a hopeless one. Jade says, my family had a bad year, but things are getting better. And the shelter people just won't let themselves see that. But there's something about the way they're thinking about the dogs and the people and the way they're talking about the dogs and the people that was just... You are undeserving of being a part of this animal's life. So clearly Jade is still hurting, but she's also come to accept that Schneider's gone. And she said that her family's actually adjusted in a really surprising way. Schneider has become a trickster because that's his personality. So now when things are missing from the house, the boys say maybe Schneider took it. Um, Which is, it's very cute. You know, occasionally the boys say that we want Schneider back. And I think when we had the first interview, I was at the point where if he can come home, maybe 
if he comes home, it would be okay. But, I mean, I've bonded with dogs. So I also understand even if somebody just got a dog, when you first have the dog, you have that rush of oxytocin and all of that other wonderful stuff that dogs do. Like I literally call my dogs my mini oxytocin factories. Mm. And I wouldn't want to take that away from somebody. Like it's true. If he's happy, it's fine. I feel like we failed you, man. You didn't fail me. You didn't fail me. Um, I'm really, 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 really ecstatic that he was somewhere that was able to take care of of him. Really? Yes. That's why we surrendered him in the first place. They said they would be able to do that, and they did. Would you want... I mean, Drea said that she can she can send like pictures and updates of Schneider. Would that be helpful or unhelpful? Um, it might be unhelpful, so it's something I would need to think about. Just because um, right now, with how things went and the lack of communication, Schneider gets to be like this pug saint over the family. And if he becomes real again, he becomes real again. And I don't know if that would be helpful or not at this point. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have actually made a good, I mean, the best thing would be him, but you guys have done a good job of making a good imaginary relationship in his absence. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And now the imaginary relationship gets to um, go on with him being happy for the rest of his life. We will keep going and so will Schneider. And the world can be full of rainbow pugs and it'll be great. What are rainbow pugs? It's like when you close your eyes and you dream that you're in a Lisa Frank painting, but it's full of pugs. That's what happened when I closed my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of little Schneiders, because so. <laughs> he's happy. I imagine him like happy and looking like a pirate now. So, I think I had this fantasy where I was going to call you and I'd be like, "I've got an update. I'm outside your house in a motorcycle, and there's a little sidecar, and Schneider's in it." Like, <laughs> so let's go. you also had an imaginary relationship with Schneider. Yeah, I totally did. <laughs> That's wonderful. Thank you for you did help. You opened up the line of communication that was cut off so that we know what happened. And that's really, that's, there's not a price that I can put on that. It's not like the $20 gold coin the lawyer found in the street. What an asshole. (laughs) At least there's definitely one villain in this story. Yes, there is a real villain in the story. I'm sorry, stuff's so hard. Oh, it's, it's really, I promise it's not hard. I just hate email a bit more. Yeah, that's actually the other villain. Like, email is a villain in this story. Yeah. Because there was was no phone conversations about any of this. It was all just emails. Emails and, like, terms of service agreements. It's, like, the least humane ways people talk to each other. Yes. Are you going to tell your kids? Um, no. When they're older. Yeah. It's still going to be the great pug heist of 2015. I think that is, yeah. You guys need like a commissioned portrait, <laughs> like a very regal one where maybe he's like, looks piratey, but he looks like, I don't know, very noble and like beneficent maybe. and he's looking over. Or it could be done in the style of Lisa Frank. With rainbows? Yes. A rainbow pirate pug. That would be actually really cool. Okay. 
All right. Bye. Bye. Um, one last thing. Jade, if you're hearing this, we got you a small present. It is waiting for you at rainbowpugs.limo. Reply All is hosted by PJ Vote and me, Alex Goldman. We were produced this week by Tim Howard, Truthy Pinamanani, and Fia Benin. Our editor is Peter Clowney. Happy birthday, Peter. Production assistance from Kalila Holt. We were mixed by Rick Kwan. Special thanks to Mel Young. Our theme music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder, and our ad music is by Build Buildings. Matt Lieber is a rope swing over a pond. You can find more episodes at iTunes.com slash ReplyAll. Our website is replyall.soy. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>